This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Locked and loaded. Next couple hours, unnecessary roughness in your ear hole. My man, Damon Cotton, behind the wheels of steel, your boy, Q. Going to navigate through the waters of this week leading up to this game on Saturday. I love it when the Raiders are relevant. And what I mean by that is I love it when there's all eyes on the silver and black. I love it when the country is talking about the Raiders, not just Raider Nation, not just L.A., not just the Bay, not just Las Vegas, not just the general area is talking about the Raiders. But I love it when the Raiders are getting national attention uh, and not just because I get a lot of interview requests as we've been getting a lot of, but you could tell that's when the Raiders are really in everyone's mind and top of mind is when you start to see all the interview requests come through. And I, I'm I'm talking about everybody. Clay's getting a ton of them. JT's getting a ton of them. I'm getting a ton of them. Vinny's getting a ton of them. It is fantastic time to know that there's a lot of anticipation building up and building up and continuing to build up for this game coming up on Saturday, playoff game. Very excited about uh, the opportunity that we're going to have to have the pregame show and the pregame pregame show at the M Resort on Saturday, and we're definitely inviting everyone to come out. It was going to start at 10.30, but we're so excited about it, we decided to start at 10. So myself, Damon, Bruce Gratkowski, former Raiders quarterback, we all remember him from the big comeback win in Pittsburgh, right, the battle in Pittsburgh. The, the back and forth, score, you score, I score, you score. Raiders come out with a victory. Bruce Gradkowski, a lot of fun. He'll be on the show Saturday morning. So if you're here locally and you want to hang out and do something, you're not planning on making the trip to Cincinnati, you can stay nice and warm. Head over to the M Resort, the official team hotel, the Silver and Black. Check out the pregame, pregame show starting at 10. We'll go 10 to 1130. Then we'll pass the sticks on to JT and Eric Allen. 1130 to kickoff we'll watch the game and then I do believe that there'll be a post-game show live from the M Resort so you can spend the whole day on Saturday at the M Resort hopefully we're all talking about a Raiders victory on Saturday and then you can go into Sunday and kick it have your Sunday to be able to watch the rest of the football games and just have a good time and then boom we'll be back to work here on Monday holding it down hopefully like I said they got to go make it happen on the field talking about the next round of the playoffs. Because I can get used to this playoff thing. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> happened very often, Demond, But I can get used to it. All right? I'm okay with this. I'm fine with this. Normally, past seasons, I'm talking about the draft. I'm talking about the coach. I'm talking about free agency. This has been fun, man. It's January 12th. I ain't even thinking about the draft. Not even thinking about it. Normally, in November, I already got the highlighter guys. Okay, this guy's going to be a first-rounder. This guy's going to be a second-rounder. The Raiders need to get this guy. Normally, that's the conversation. Who's getting the boot? Right. Who exactly. Yeah, who ain't playing up to this their guy? contract? Man, and I ain't even thinking about none of that. I'm not thinking about any of that. And people keep trying to bait me into the conversation. You know, always it's always the head coach conversation, or it's the, you know, who's going to come in as a free agent conversation? Is Derek Carr going to be the quarterback? And I'm like, man, I don't give a rip about that stuff. Only thing I care about 
is that game at 135 on Saturday, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. Full steam ahead. On the Cincinnati. That's what it is. That's what it is. So this has been a lot of fun, Raider Nation. Hopefully you're enjoying it as well. A lot of times, as Raider fans, I know, at your job or in your neighborhood or around your homeboys and homegirls, they're already talking mess about you. Oh, well, you're a Raider fan. What do you know? I even, I was watching earlier today, I was watching, and normally I don't get on Twitch or anything, but my buddy uh, has a little show on Pro Football Network. So they, they, uh, he was on there and he said, Raiders, Bengals preview. So I said, oh, let me check out. Matter of fact, it's Cody Rourke. Cody Rourke is host of uh, Locked On Broncos. He does a really good job. I call him the uh, Broncos Adam Schefter because he sounds like Adam Schefter. But anyway, another story. I'm watching this thing, and Cody does a fantastic job, but I don't know who his co-host was, and he was just bashing and bashing and bashing the Raiders, talking about they're not a good team. They're the luckiest team in the playoffs, them and the Steelers. I mean, like, he, he was just going in, and like I said, I'm not even on Twitch, but I was watching it through Twitter. So, I'm, you know, the comment section, I'm trying to comment, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be like uh, Twitter fingers, man. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to respond to everything he's saying, and it's like, you must log in. You must log in. You, and it just keeps rejecting me, and I don't know why I keep doing it. Because I think the more I do it, it's just going to at some eventually, point just eventually. say, eventually, eventually. No, yeah. no, no, no. I gotta, I, he got to know what I'm it's trying like to It's like at some point the computer's going to say, oh, the hell with it. Just let him in. No, they never opened the door for me. Never opened the door, so I didn't get my comments in. But I was, I was getting hot. I was like, wait a minute. What is this dude talking about? And that's funny because at, at that very moment, Damon, I felt like a lot of Raider Nation does when they say, oh, the national media doesn't give any kind of respect to the Raiders. They're always disrespecting the Raiders. And I always say, who cares? And that would always say, who cares? Who cares what they're saying? For a minute, I got hot. To the point where I wanted to fire back and respond. So I knew what this went, this week meant when I started responding like that. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Hagenberger Road just came out on me. You know what I mean? Uh, East Oakley, I know you don't know Hagenberger Road, but that's right there next to the uh, Coliseum. All the, I mean, <laughs> crossing the Bart, the bridge to the, to the stadium just came out of me. Like, I, I just got a little bit of edge. I got to take a couple steps back. All right, man, take it easy, take it easy. Right. But it's funny you say that because I'm, like, finding this new joy in going into Raider Twitter spaces because it's just, like, a I bunch of fans. I saw you on there yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, just a bunch of fans, and it's just, like, I don't even need to talk. I just want to hear what the fans are saying. But, and everybody's hyped up. Everybody's so excited. But I remember, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because yesterday I got a notification on, on my phone, and it said, Damon is talking in Raider Twitter spaces right now. And I was like, oh, damn, that's what's up. So I went to get on. And you weren't talking. You, it just said you were listening. Like, nope, just listening. So I was like, I'm out of here. And then it's it. Yeah, but yeah, and so many people are just all hyped up and stuff. Yeah. And then it's just like a little bit. It's like, all right, man, I, maybe I shouldn't be in here because you guys are getting a little too hyped up. Take it easy, y'all. Hey, man, look, it's been a long time coming, brother. It's been a long time coming. I mean, literally, I've been doing podcasts since 2015, 2015-ish, 16-ish. And this is only the second time I've had to talk about a playoff game. And the first time, you think you can actually win the game. And, right. And I knew that that wasn't going to happen the first time. But this is actually the first time I believe that the Raiders can go in and get a dub. People have been asking me because, you know, the last two weeks I've been saying, my gut feeling tells me, and I've been saying it really early in the week, like, gut feeling tells me the Raiders going to win. And I've been real nonchalant about it because I have. The last two weeks, I was like, yeah, the Raiders going to win. I, I honestly, in my heart, just felt no doubt they're going to win. Matter of fact, in the midst of that roller coaster game on Sunday, my mom texted me, Mama Q, shout out to Mama Q. She texted me and said, whew, this is one hell of a game. I still think the Raiders are going to win. Like, that's how confident she was. And she ain't never confident about nothing. Nothing. She ain't confident that the sun's going to come out tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because she just, she usually is one of those fans that, like, doubts everything. She's a big-time Giants fan and a Laker fan. And, you know, but 
Anytime her team is playing, she's like, oh, man, my team. She prepares herself for her team to lose, right? She just knows her team's going to lose. I think it's a little easier on her when they, when they lose. And she's like, I already knew they were going to lose. But she was like, oh, I still think they're going to win the game. Even though it was a back and forth affair. And I told her straight up, I said, yeah, me too. I love the parallels because I get a text right around kickoff from my dad who's in Tennessee. <laughs> he says, your boys want in. They better win. Sends me a picture in like trophy emoji. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's hey man. I'll tell you, there's nothing more better than I think a uh, parent interaction. You know what I mean? And my dad, matter of fact, on Sunday morning before I left the house to go to the stadium, he called me early because he's like, "Oh, well, the kickoff ain't till a certain time." So I, I know that he, you know, he hasn't left the house yet to go do the pregame show because he knew it was a Sunday night game. He knows my whole routine, so he called me probably around noon. I was at the house preparing uh, the show for the pregame pregame show, and he's like, "I caught you before you left to go to Allegiant, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes. Boys so gonna do today. <laughs> what them boys gonna do today? They want to play in the playoffs. I was like, yeah, I think they're gonna win this game. I really feel confident about it. So then he goes on like every storyline. He's one of those. He reads it on the internet and then he wants to call me to verify if it's true or not. Well, hold on. Before you go, I want to verify a couple things. So and so website yeah. said this could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. What are you hearing? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he said. Exact word for word. Like you were in our conversation. <laughs> like we called you on three way or something. <laughs> They still got three way. We got yo. Okay, <laughs> because I be having those same conversations with people, where it's just be like, oh, you you know. It's like, no, I don't know. Right, right, right. Come on, Q. What are you hearing? Come on, come on. What are you hearing? You can tell your dad. I ain't gonna tell nobody. Like everybody else. who works in sports is like Adam Schefter or Walsh. Right, 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 right. I that's funny though. But uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of hype. So uh, excited about this weekend. We're just a few short days away from seeing the Silver Black back in action. They put out an injury report earlier today. We'll go over that throughout the course of the show. Of course, we'll get your calls and texts straight off that Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Got the Salmon Ash text line as well, 69187, keyword R&R. That's already very busy, so we'll get to those. Uh, I do want to tell you the guests coming up on the show real quick, and of course, I got a show topic. Matter of fact, I have two show topics that I have to bring to the table on today's show. Coming up at 2.30, Elisa Hernandez, field reporter. She does NFL Network. She's been on the show many times. She does a fantastic job covering the NFL like a love i talked to her during baseball season basketball season she's just your all-around uh sportswoman and matter of fact she was at allegiance stadium on sunday i got a chance to talk to her in person it was actually the first time i met her but i uh, got a chance to talk to her in person just tell her about or talk to her about the game and how she was feeling it about halftime i think i saw her so we'll get her thoughts on what she saw on Sunday, what she's thinking about the NFL playoffs in general. We'll talk to Elisa Hernandez coming up at 2.30. 3 o'clock, I told you that we're going to continue to preview the, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the next team up. And, you know, we talked to Ben Baby from ESPN.com on yesterday's show. Today we're going to have Jay Morrison from The Athletic. He does a great job covering the Bengals like a glove. Uh, he's been on the show with us before when the Raiders played the Bengals earlier in the season. He'll join us at 3 o'clock after – Talking to the coach multiple times this week, seeing the injury report and knowing what the weather is going to be like in Cincinnati. Just getting getting the feel of the Bengals is getting closer and closer to game time. And then at 3.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She joins us each and every Wednesday to talk all things UNLV. The Running Rebels picked up a big-time victory last night over New Mexico. And I'll ask you this as you got your Rocky hands up in the air right now, like you're <laughs> running down the street just uh, pumped up. Was UNLV's victory over New Mexico more a product of them being really good or New Mexico being really bad? Because they blew them out the water. UNLV being good, rested up. You know, all the COVID talk, you know, had to fight, you know, had to get some players back. They beat them by 30, DeMond. Exactly. Everybody so, was back real west. Is that what I'm supposed well to expect now? COVID. Is that what I'm expecting moving forward? They play Fresno State tomorrow night. Another one. No, Friday night. Sorry. Friday Another night. one. They got uh, th- uh, five, no, three games in five days. 
Okay. You know, got to make up in the Air Force right. game as well. Exactly. But they got Fresno State up next. It's on Friday night. Another one. So I should expect to see 80-plus points and see guys go for 29 and 17 and 18 and be on fire. That's what I should expect to see. That's or not was, what you should expect. Or was that a product of New Mexico not really being a very good team? I mean, I'm just asking. I, no, no, no. Well, you're I'm going to ask Paloma that. the same thing. I'm, exact, not, no, I'm not being funny. I'm being, I'm being serious. How, how you want to take a shot at the national media where it's just like, oh, the national I'm media asking. don't respect us? That's the same way I feel about UNLV. You get a win. Oh, that team must be bad then, I'm, huh? No. You only beating up on bad teams. No, oh, when so you beat be up on team. a team, it's alarming. They won by 30 points. They blew them out of the they water. They had something to prove. Okay. So so you're telling me that that's a product of them being really good. Yes. Okay. I'll take it that's, to work for it. That's what happens when the team puts the right pieces together. Okay. When it all clicks, when it all gels. When it all comes every, together. Like the way you're going to have that show when question. come on down yes. and all of a sudden all the players, they come together. Mm-hmm. And they say when we come to this locker room and we hit the court at the Thomas and Mac, we are going to lay the smack down on them Lobos. Like that? Exactly. All right. You like that, huh? Ain't always you like that? I was about to pass them. the offering plate around, too. I'm right, I'm right, right here. Right now, someone's like, who in the hell put these bros on the radio? <laughs> Let's go. They ain't always there when you want them, but they always there when you need them. LV. I know that's right. Well, Paloma Villacana will join us at 3.30. We'll talk all things running Rebels. So that's the guest lineup that we have. Alisa Hernandez at 2.30, Jay Morrison at 3, and Paloma Villacana closing us out at 3.30. Now it's time to get into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now, I mentioned that everyone's been waiting for me to have that gut feeling and say, okay, the Raiders are going to win, or the Raiders aren't going to win, because that's just what I say. I'll I'll come out and say and call it how it is. Well, Raider Nation, I'm going to throw out this question, and you can take it for what it's worth. I got two of them for you. The Raiders will win on Saturday because, and you tell me, the Raiders will win on Saturday because it's, it's simple, it's short, and it's sweet. You give me the reason. Now, I don't, need, I don't need a book. I'm not asking for a book report. I'm not asking for a 30-page summary. You know, we, we ain't got to worry about answers by the hour. But just keep it simple. The Raiders are going to win on Saturday and defeat the Cincinnati Bengals and move on to the second round of the playoffs. Because, and you tell me, 702-365-9200. And then I want to have a little fun, too. So that's one question. That's Raiders related. I want to have a little fun with this next question that I have. And I, I'm, this is not a Q original. I actually saw this uh, Mina Kimes from ESPN was tweeting it out, and it was, I thought it was kind of cool. So let me just put that out there right now. What are some sport myths that you believe are actually true? Again, sport myths that you believe are true. You can hit me with a couple of them. And an example, I'll give you one sport myth that I believe, and until I'm proven wrong, I'll always believe it. That in college football, as long as there is only a final four, as long as there's only four playoff teams and it doesn't get expanded, that you'll never, and Cincinnati was close, but this is this really kind of played more into the role when I was in Texas and I was covering the Big 12. I continue to say the only two teams from the Big 12 that will ever make the college football playoffs are Oklahoma and Texas. And we all know they're going to the SEC in a matter of a couple seasons. But basically, no one in the Big 12 will ever make the college football playoffs outside of Oklahoma and Texas as long as it's only a four-team 
playoff. Baylor almost got in this year. So what are you talking about? Almost doesn't count. But I'm just saying, you that's make it sound point. like all these teams. That's, just- and that's my point. And that's what always started the controversy. All those Baylor fans that I used to work around and with and talk to on the daily kept telling me they're going to get in Q. They're going to get in. I said, okay, show me. Just show me when. And guess what? Even after winning the Big 12, they didn't get in. They're not going to get in. And the reason why they won't get in or a TCU or a Iowa State, and maybe Iowa State has a little bit of a shot, maybe after Oklahoma and Texas leaves, but the only reason that they won't get in is because their fan base is not large enough to fill a stadium, a playoff atmosphere stadium. It's all about money, Demond. At the end of the day, it's always about the money. They're not going to let a team like a Baylor or a TCU or who else is in the Big 12, that a West Virginia, a Texas Tech, they're not good enough to get there anyway, but I'm just saying, if they were, they're not going to allow them into the, big, into, the, into the dance because they won't generate enough fans to get them to fill up a stadium. And we know in, what, 2025, that's when the national championship game is going to be played here. So think about this. You think that they're going to put a Baylor and, like, Baylor and Alabama in Jerry's world in a playoff game. It won't happen because the stadium will be three-fourths of, of Alabama you telling me that in Texas, quarter. Baylor can't get enough fans to No, come out. I was there. You ain't, you ain't telling me nothing. I was there. I know how small Baylor's fan base is. It's small, dog. It's small. Ask Ed Graney. His son goes to Baylor. He'll tell you. But passionate. Passionate, yeah. It ain't Raider Nation. It's a little, small fan base called Baylor. They're tiny. They will not fill up. They used to play Texas Tech. They used to play Texas Tech in Jerry's World on a neutral site. Every year they did it. They had to move the site because the stadium was half empty between both fan bases. So, no, Baylor won't fill up Jerry's World. And that's right down the street from it. Sorry. So that's one myth that I believe will never happen. It's on proven wrong. And like you said, they almost got in. Well, almost don't work in anything but horseshoes and hand grenades. And I don't play with hand grenades, and I don't throw horseshoes. So take that and rewind it back. Hit you with some Ursher right there. Okay. So hit me. <laughs> sport myths that you'll actually believe are true. I got one more for you. How about the NBA lottery? I think that that's such the biggest sham. I think the NBA, I, I do. You I, think the Patrick Ewing envelope yes, was cold? Yes, I, I absolutely do. Yes, <laughs> I do. I do believe in that. I absolutely 100% believe in that. I think it's an absolute sham. Just like Cleveland ended up with the number one pick. How many times? Conveniently, right after LeBron left, they got the number one pick, and they still squandered our homeboy from UNLV. What was his name? Anthony Bennett. Terrible. The only reason you know it is because you're a UNLV guy. That was a terrible pick. They never deserved to get the number one pick again after that. He ain't even in the league no more. Where is he, overseas? He might be somewhere. <laughs> but what about the odds? Like the, 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 yeah, the odds just don't mean you, nothing, man. People will just say to you, no. well, they, if you get a 25% chance, That don't matter. That don't matter. It's a sham. A it's a sham. I believe that that's a sham, too. All right, I'll, say, I'll tell you mine, and you're going to be like, you're going to think I'm crazy. Well, I think you're crazy anyway, but exactly. go ahead. I don't believe in momentum. Okay. You know what Explain I mean? Explain yourself. I don't believe that, oh, like, he's on, Steph has made seven threes in a row. I don't think that the you don't, third You don't three, believe on him catching fire? You no, know, I don't think the third three has That's because you ain't never caught fire. Yes, I have. Come on, <laughs> don't play me. Um, I just, you know, like, oh, this team's rolling. Like, oh, this team, they're up 21 to 7. Right. And now they finished the game like 40, 44 to 14. Okay. I don't believe that that's the momentum. I just think that the better team won. That I don't think that the touchdown catch on the last drive. Okay. You know, had anything to do so with how well the team So if I'm shooting hoops and I made five three-pointers in a row, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm just letting it rip. You're telling me that that has nothing to do with momentum? No. 
That's just because I'm that good? Yeah. Okay. It's your training, and then, like, you're just – maybe you can, like, maybe, let's say, be in a rhythm. You be in a zone. You, you're, are you in your head? It's like being on the radio. We're yeah, in the being zone. Being confident, yes. Okay. Confidence is a thing. Okay. But I don't believe that there's, like, this, oh, the momentum is flowing, and now, like, it's okay. transformed to my teammate. Okay. And now we're all just – the momentum's rolling. Okay. I'm all right with that. I don't know if I agree with you, but I'm all right with that. You know, this is one of those conversations that we'll agree to disagree on. I like that. 702-365-9200. Let's start things off with Raider Reggie right here in town. What's up, Raider Reggie? What's going on, family? Hey, with the little bit of voice I got left, I just wanted to say how much I was so excited to see you, bro. It was like I needed to see you at that game. Like, for some reason, it had to be that game. So it was for a moment as you was heading inside, and then I got to hang out with Dr. Jenny and Dr. Andy with your wife was there and all that. So, man, mad love for you and your family, dog. It was off the hook. That was a piece of Oakland right there. We, <laughs> we, dropped, we dropped a piece of Oakland right on J-Lot, bro. Nice, <laughs> nice. But, but uh, I'm going to get into I want to talk to Reverend Q and, and Deacon Demont. <laughs> the Raiders will win that game. If my boy, Mr. Cleveland Farrell, steps up and oh, he needs to step it up in this game against Cincinnati. What you say, Q? Can you give me a amen? Amen. <laughs> what did we start? Everybody's gonna do the yeah. like that. <laughs> oh man, and all Raider Nation says Amen. No, I like that though. Cleve Furl. I like that. Cleve Furl. That's a really good one. The Raiders will win on Sunday if Cleve Furl steps up and plays a major role. You know Darius Phylon is out, so the Raiders are gonna have to make up for that. They have ult- they have options. But Klee, in my opinion, has stepped up and played not obviously as many snaps as he probably wants to play, but he what he's played, he's done well. And with these winning your end playoff games with the one game, sometimes that all it takes is that one player to just step up and have that big game. Right. Don't need to do it all playoffs. Right. But if you can change the tide in one playoff game, that's all the team needs. You can get that momentum. Okay. No. (laughs) No. Because, like I said, the momentum, like if he You don't a, believe in Uncle Mo? You ain't never heard, hey, Uncle no. Mo is on the sideline of the silver and black. You ain't nope. never heard that? Like if he goes out and have three sacks to, um, on Sunday on Saturday yeah. and they win the game, people shouldn't be like, well, Klee's rolling now. <laughs> keep keep leaving him in the game. Let yeah. him go. Nope. Okay. I got you. I like that. I like that. No, uh, Raider Reggie, thank you so much for that call. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Talk to our guy, Steven in New Orleans. Got a chance to meet him on Sunday. What's up, my man? How you doing? Thank you. The Raiders are going to win Sunday because the defense is finally going to score a touchdown. Nice, nice. And that was the point. That was the point you brought up on Sunday. Yep, sure enough. And look, if I could speak to the whole nation that's listening, because I got to meet some of the great people, including Q. If you don't live in Vegas and it's hard to get to the game, you owe it to yourself to go see that stadium one time. I mean, it is first class, just like Raider Nation Radio is first class. Mark Davis and his team really made me proud. What a show it was. What a game it was. If you believe the momentum, you had to believe the Chargers would have won at the end. So I believe in momentum until you hit them back in the mouth. Right. And I think we hit them back in the mouth and we won the game. But I got to tell you, when that thing was going into overtime, 
I was happy they kicked the extra point because I didn't want them to go for two. But I'm sitting here doing math, <laughs> kind of like analytics, like that coach of theirs thinking, the Raiders have already won three overtime games. Has any team ever won four overtime games in a season before? Right. And I'm panicking. We're going to lose this. But we did. We all left happier than a pig in slop, you know? Right, right. Everyone loves some uh, good old pig and slop. I like that. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. It was great to meet you on Sunday. And, yeah, uh, Steven's the one who brought up to me, and I, I mentioned it during the pregame show. The Raiders uh, do not have a defensive touchdown yet. That should be one of the goals. That should be on the, on the, on the checklist. Get a defensive touchdown. We see pick six. As a matter of fact, when me and Steven were talking about that, we saw Xavier and Howard get a pick six. I mean, right there on the screen at Allegiant Stadium. And it happened while we were talking about that exact conversation. He said, see? There's a pick six right there. We see them all the time. Let's see the Raiders get one. That's a good challenge. I like that. And I like your, uh, I like your, uh, your breakdown. The Raiders will win uh, because that's good. And that's one of the questions that I'm asking. The Raiders will win on Saturday because, and I want you to fill it in, Raider Nation, and also sport myths that you actually believe are true. 69187, keyword r I got one, and we'll take a break. The Raiders are going to win on Saturday because they have the tenacity, the will, and in big capital letters, the momentum. Something DeMond believes in 100%. He believes in the momentum. Old good, good old Uncle Mo. I like it. Thank you so much for that text. 225 is the time. When we come back, Elisa Hernandez, she'll join the show to talk all things Raiders, talk about Allegiant Stadium, and talk about the playoffs that get started on Saturday with the Raiders and Bengals. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 229 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Start off the show on fire. We're going to keep that fire rolling right now. Got a lot of momentum. It's going to be the key of the, the key word of the day, Damon. Momentum. Not a real thing. <laughs> right now on the phone lines is my homegirl, man. One of our good friends. Welcome her back to the show. Elisa Hernandez does a fantastic job. Does some NFL network work. Does all kind of field reporting. Elisa's all over the spot. She was at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Finally got to meet her in person. And first of all, Lisa, thank you so much for your time. How did you enjoy your time in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium Sunday night? Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for having me on here, guys. I love coming on the show. And honestly, Vegas was something else. You know, obviously, we know that Vegas is becoming a big sports town. But once you see it in person, once you're there, you see the Black Sea going to the stadium. You see it leaving the stadium. I mean, you think you think Marco Polo has some pool? All you got to do is say Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. I'll tell you, it is, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, Lil John, he performed at halftime. How are you feeling that uh, that performance? Okay, you know how they say you can't cheer in the press box because that's the cardinal rule you can't break? I mean, eight, like, my eighth grade year old me was, like, going bananas. I was just like, <laughs> so hard to not rock too much on the beat, but you know, he was great. He's definitely one of the legends. And I, I was just looking back at to, the talent you guys have had come through between Magic Arts and things like that. You guys had Too Short. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have some real legends in the building. And to see Lil John and obviously, like, the residency he has in Vegas, it just it adds to the fun of what that arena brings. And win or lose, like, you're trying to go out after. So it's nice <laughs> that it's just, you know, a quick bridge to the strip. And then, you know, you have the rest of your night. But the, that night that you guys pulled off that win – 
it was electric. It was, it was, I didn't want to leave. No one wanted to leave, to be honest. Right. No, it was. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it was a roller coaster affair. I mean, it was, I don't, I'll tell you, as like you said, you can't cheer in the press box, and so there was no cheering <laughs> going on. But I'll tell you, I felt like I was playing in the game because there was so much drama, right? I mean, didn't, didn't yeah. it feel like it was just, it was, you're sitting at the edge of your seat and your heart's kind of pounding, even though you're just really there watching and covering the game? Oh, yeah. I, for a second, I'm like, put me in, coach. Like, <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. You know, it's one of those things that I know I heard your boys say, like, momentum is not a real thing. But, I mean, the pendulum was just swinging from one side to another. It was just one of those things where whoever made the first mistake was going to lose this game. And it just came down to that, that split decision. I think the Chargers calling that timeout. I think it ruined the possibility of a tie. I don't believe in ties, so you know. I don't either. I'm happy that we got a we got a win out of there. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, there's no reason to tie a game in, and two division rivals. They don't want to help each mm-hmm. other get into the playoffs. Like, who wants to do all that? But uh, man, it was a, it was a fun uh, affair on Sunday night, and it was a great way to finish up the regular season. And now it's on to the playoffs. And uh, mm-hmm. if the playoffs are anything like the regular season was, we're in for a hell of a show. You know what I mean? Like the because the season's been weird. I mean, there's really no team that separated themselves is such a great team. So that's why Agreed. I think this playoffs are going to be uh, fantastic. But you mentioned you mentioned uh, Brandon Staley calling that timeout, and that was probably a mistake. What did you think of some of his decisions that he made throughout the course of the, the game, calling that timeout, going forward on fourth and, 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 and one deep in his own territory? Did he outthink himself? You know, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, it's like it's only crazy if it doesn't work. You right, know, and right. had they won that game, we would have been cheering him for being aggressive play caller and being, you know, trusting his quarterback and trusting his um, offensive line and his defense. But it didn't. So, so, you right. know, it's like then you get flipped to the other side of that coin. And so I think, you know, when you when you go back and watch that drive, I'm watch. It felt like I was watching in slow motion. The fact that Justin Herbert did what he did, driving down the field, I think it was like three or four fourth downs that he had to overcome. Mm-hmm. You just don't see that happen very much. It's one of the magic that is the NFL seeing him hit that touchdown at the end, and the stadium went silent. You know, and for right. a second, it was kind of like, are we really going to tie this game? Mm-hmm. And I know Pittsburgh fans were probably trying to ready to pull their hair out at that point. But, you know, I think that that timeout at the end, I mean, even the Raiders head coach said it himself, you know, we were talking, we're discussing the possibility of a tie, and then that time I got that timeout got called, and it was like, hold up. So you're trying to beat us now? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but now, no, but we have control. So I think that, unfortunately, just didn't go their way. But like I said, I, it would have been a really weird vibe had they tied because then who's going to talk mess when they walk out? It's like, no, we're both going. All right, see you there. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Who can, you can't do that. You can't leave the stadium and everybody happy. You know, someone's exactly. got to be. Someone's got to be mad. Someone's <laughs> got to be happy. I mean, how do you drop confetti down if both teams go to the playoffs? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that wouldn't exactly. have that wouldn't have made any sense. We're talking right now with Elisa Hernandez here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty. You can find her on Twitter at e Hernandez TV. And uh, so on to the next game for the Silver and Black. And and I know you mm-hmm. cover the NFL like a glove. What do you think? They're going to Cincinnati. It's going to be cold. There's snow potentially going to be on the ground. How do you see this Raider team kind of matching up with the Bengals? And the Bengals right now, their offense at least has a lot of momentum on their side. Yeah, you know, the Bengals are an interesting team because you see them kind of go up and down with Mm -hmm. who they've been playing. And honestly, they lost to the Rams. They lost to the 49ers. And I think it's one of those things that you're wondering, like, okay, well, who can you really beat? They did beat the Raiders back then. It was 32-13, but they struggled – in the first, second quarter, and it really was the fourth quarter where they like kind of really turned it on, and they had those two touchdowns and obviously the field goal. And so you just kind of you're, you're waiting for the Bengals to 
to kind of really show you what they're made of. I think they had a really good performance in their last game. Um, but, you know, I think the Raiders, unfortunately, I don't know. I, I think the I think the Bengals might be able to pull this out. The, the Raiders had some moments. They had some calls not go their way during uh, that game in Allegiant Stadium. So we're, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Sunday. It, re- it really will. It's going to be interesting. Uh, again, it's the very first game of the playoffs to kick off this offseason or this postseason. So uh, that should be nice to, to, to get everything cooking a little bit. Again, we're talking with Elisa Hernandez here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What have you thought about the job that Rich Basaccia has been doing with the team after taking over for John Gruden, dealing with the team on the field, leading them to 10 wins in the playoffs, but also dealing with all the adversity off the field? You know, it's really hard to handle something like that. And I think when you get pushed into a situation where no one's really, everyone's just expecting you to just do good enough. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like, oh, just just write it out. You know, just keep the fans happy, keep us decent, and we'll figure it out at the end of the season. And he was kind of like, no, we're Raiders. This is the year of John Madden, and we need to show up for that. We need to show up for him. I think one of the biggest things that I liked was after they won that game versus the Chargers, the post that, they, that the Raiders did they had the bolt in their hand. It was a big Raider. He's looking over into the clouds, and the clouds have the shape of John Madden's face. Mm-hmm. And I think that really symbolizes what this team has been able to rally around. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of tragedy, a lot of you know, controversial things come out of the Raiders organization this season. But I think what he's done is that he's shown like that's, that's separate from who we really are, and that's separate from what our guys represent. And I'm going to show you guys. I think Derek Carr really had all the pressure on him because it's like, you need to show us. You need to now more than ever need to be the leader of this team and take us to that promised land and, and push us forward. I think they do have a chance to beat the Bengals. I think the weather will play a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got a really good test versus a really great San Diego team. And, you know, a couple calls, a couple, you know, decisions, that game could have gone either way. But I think that the Raiders kept their composure. They kept their grit. And their defense is honestly what really impressed me. So if they can get to Joe Burrow where he can't just launch it down the field and hope Right. That Jamar right. Chase catches it, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be the key. They're going to have to hit Joe Burrow early, and they're going to have to hit him often because, man, if they get that offense cooking, then uh, look out. They could, un- unlike DeMond believes, they could have some momentum on their side. Lisa, do you believe in momentum? <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in momentum, and trust me, I, I wish I didn't because then I would not have been so stressed at Sunday Night Football because <laughs> I thought that momentum went one way, and then it shifted back, and then, you know, the Chargers had that pass interference call, which led to the Raiders' touchdown, so... I feel like those moments really kind of hype up each sideline. And for the Chargers, it was, almost, it, it was so close. I'm like, who's really going to win this? You know, when they went, when they drove down the field and got that last, last touchdown to basically tie the game with a field goal kick, I'm like, what if he misses the field goal? Like, right, the right. stadium was on edge. Like, they're like, can we, can we cheer? Can we not? Can we erupt? Can we not? Like, Raider fans, I was in the stands, and Raider fans were just looking at me like, what's going to happen? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think it's just... Right. It's just one of those things that you – this is what football is all about. And, honestly, that was, the, that was the first week 18 we had in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It was the last game of the regular season, and, man, what a show that was. Well, DeMond, since you asked her about momentum, do you believe that the NBA draft lottery is rigged up? No, no, no. It's I not didn't ask you. I asked her. <laughs> Why are you answering for her? Did we lose her? Oh, oh. No, he asked, he's no, asking no, you. No, I'm she doesn't here, think I'm it's Ricky. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ask her again. No, she already said no. Okay, because that's a silly thing to think. Think there's no momentum is silly. <laughs> it is. It's it's not a thing. Okay. Well, the, the NBA draft lottery is <laughs> well, rigged. That, well, by that it's standard, emotion, guys, it's an emotion. <laughs> exactly. By that standard, the Raiders should go in and roll through Cincinnati on Saturday because they've won four in a row and momentum is on their side. Well, maybe yeah, it is. Yeah. 
but I'm saying you got you got some key guys on that Bengals team that Mixon has been mm-hmm. running his tail off. You got Jamar Chase winning multiple players of the week. Rookie he should be rookie of the year, no doubt. honestly. No so doubt. it's just one of those things and Joe Burrow has really kind of solidified himself as a as a league quarterback in this league, especially in a league of quarterbacks where it's very, very hard to find a great one. You know, he's really made his place in Cincinnati. Um, so, it's like you said, it's anyone's game right now. I think right now the, the favorite is the Packers. Um, right. But other than that, I mean, I feel like it's a dogfight until the end. Yeah, no doubt. Talking again with Elisa Hernandez here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm glad you mentioned the Packers because that's the one team I'm comfortable with saying, okay, they're the leaders in the clubhouse for the NFC. But the AFC, I, honestly, I feel like anyone could win on any given day. And so it's, it's really bunched up. Is there any team that we haven't talked about on the AFC side of things that you believe in that, that think, okay, they could probably make a deep run? You know, don't sleep on the Titans. Um, I, I really, right. I like I, I like I like the Titans, you know, that you gotta remember like they're a really good team and Derek Harry comes back. I mean that that can be a very interesting matchup that we have. It's interesting to see how the Colts were the team that nobody wanted to see and now no one's gonna see them. So that that would that <laughs> really like fizzled out really quickly. Right. Um but you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, I really I know that the entire FC West is really mad. Like we all the Chargers, the Broncos and the Raiders all had a chance to just go to the top while they were struggling. And they just went in and ended up winning the division. So it's just right. it's one of those things where you can't count out that team either. They have, they, you know, they've been there before. They have really key players. Their defense is playing better. Their offense is, cl- is clicking. I don't think they're as sharp as they once were, but they're figuring it out. And the more time you give them to figure it out, that's a straight shot to the Super Bowl. Right. No, you're right. And the Super Bowl, as we wrap this up, the Super Bowl is going to be at SoFi Stadium. I mean, that's basically your headquarters. You're right there. LA Love. There you go. You're right there in L.A. How excited are you for the Super Bowl uh, going to be there at SoFi? And, and what are your expectations? Like, how, how big of an event and show do you think it could potentially be there? I mean, you have Kendrick Lamar, you have Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige doing this That's right. show. I mean, that alone is going to bring such a spectacle. SoFi Stadium is beautiful. You know, it's one of the more premier stadiums in the league. I love going to games there for Chargers and Rams. And I'm really excited. You know, L.A. needs this. We've been hungry for this. We didn't get an all-star game uh, because of COVID reasons when the MLB was supposed to have it. So we're looking to ramp things up. You got Super Bowl, you got Olympics, you got the All Star Game for this year for the MLB, and so I think that they're hungry to put on a show. They're hungry to roll out the red carpet, dress up nice, and you know you look good, you feel good, you play good. So we're oh, looking forward to that on uh, on you know February thirteenth, Super Bowl fifty six. I'm glad she mentioned Mary J. Blige. You know she turned fifty one yesterday. Did you see that? She's not 51. It's like like, they are like 25 forever. I'm telling you, man, that is, that is, those are, that's vintage. I just, I'm just going to leave it alone at that. Those, that's vintage right there. When you talk about Mary J. Yes, that is, man, absolute legends. You're right. Let me ask you one more question. You mentioned the Rams. Where where do you think they are in the pecking order? They play on Monday night against the Cardinals. They're going to host the the game. Matter of fact, against the Cardinals there at SoFi Mm -hmm. Stadium. How, how how much of a run do you think they could potentially go on uh, during the playoffs? You know, I think that they that game versus the 49ers kind of kicked them back a bit. Um, but I think that they they can beat the Arizona Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals have been struggling lately. Like they're they're really up and down. Keep guys are keep going in and out. They haven't really found their rhythm yet. Um, they went into Arizona and beat them there. That was a really great game in competition. So I think the Rams can get past the wild card. It's just running into that wall when you hit someone that has a really offensive power on all cylinders, you know, like, right. and, and I think that's one of the things that they're really going to have to fix. They have OBJ, you know, I think Vaughn needs to step up a bit on the defensive side. Jalen Ramsey needs to just continue being Jalen Ramsey because, you know, defense wins championships. And so I think that, 
if the Broncos can win Super Bowl 50 uh, with the good deals that we had, and, you know, they, of course they had Peyton Manning, but he didn't do so well in the playoffs that right. time. I think that the Rams have a really good shot. I think that their defense is really going to be the key to this game to just contain Kyler Murray, contain their entire offense. But they got them really, really quickly uh, in Arizona, and I think if they do that again, they'll be in pretty good shape. So I hope to be there Monday night on the sidelines and – it's going to be a show, so make sure you get your popcorn. No doubt, no doubt. Monday night football for the first time, a playoff game, a wild card game on Monday night football is going to be a lot of fun. I'll be at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, and Elisa is going to be on the sidelines. So uh, there you go. That's a pretty good That's a pretty good thing. I'm not mad at you at all. What do you got <laughs> What do you got coming out that we need to be on the lookout for? I know you got the podcast. You cover everything. What do you got coming up? <laughs> so obviously my podcast, Sports-ish, on the Believe Network, will be coming back after Super Bowl because the girl is busy right now. Right. But that podcast will be coming back. As for now, I mean, just continue to follow L Snap NFL. It's E L S N A P NFL on Instagram. That is the official Latino Instagram account Boom. for the NFL. And we're basically, you know, just bringing the game to my Latino family here in the U.S., Puerto Ricans, Salvadorians like myself, you know, Nicaraguans, Ecuadorians, Colombianos. I mean, everyone to just kind of showcase how the game is expanding. Um, we're getting more and more people. The IPP class for this year was announced. We have a Brazilian player in there, we have a player from Mexico. And so, you know, we're just trying to showcase the game that is loved you know, around the world. Uh, we're really just trying to bring it more home here into the U.S. and to the Latinos there. So that's the account that I'm running and, and hosting on there. So make sure you guys follow along, and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, two things for you before I let you go. I'm famous for this, <laughs> saying that there's, I'm about to let you go, and then I don't. But two things, because it just popped in my head. One, What's that? I love pupusas. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. They are fantastic. I do. I do. Yeah. I carefully yeah. said that because back in the day I was known to not say it correctly, but I, I carefully said Careful that. Q. No, I know. I did. I said that right. <laughs> and then, yeah. right, exactly. And then, two, have we hooked you up or have you hooked up yet with Harry Ruiz, who does the, the Raiders broadcast for our Deportes station? Uh, I know, but that connection needs to be made. We do have a segment called Microfono Caliente where I profile Spanish announcers across the NFL. I've done Rams, watch the football team, Chargers, uh, a, Buccaneers. So I would love to connect with that, you know, for la cultura, for the culture. So definitely got to make that connection. And maybe, maybe I'll send some homemade pupusas your way because you know a girl knows how to get down that way. I heard that. Well, check this out. The, the contact, the phone number is on the way. As soon as we hang up, it'll be in your inbox. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. It's all, you know, football is familia. So I got y'all. You got me. Uh, I know I'm a Broncos fan, but Raiders, y'all got my respect. Y'all in the playoffs. So please just just let's get farther than all of us, please. There you go. There you go. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. Enjoy your uh, enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, I'll send you that contact, and thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you guys. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. See ya. There she goes. Fantastic. Elisa Hernandez. See that? See how we, we hook up connections just even on the air? Live. That's what we do. That's, that's why, like she said, we're one big familia. Uh-huh. And I do love pupusas. <laughs> Ooh, you struggling there, boy. I know. I know. I had a homegirl back in the day. Um, name I forget what her name was, don't but matter. anyway, don't even matter. She used to date my uh, my cousin Chris, and she was El Salvadorian, and she used to take us to this restaurant in San Francisco, and they used to sell the best pupusas. Man, those things get down. They are fantastic. Even you saying the word makes me nervous. It <laughs> makes me nervous. I'm sweating over here. 2:46 is the time. I'm gonna take myself to break. <laughs> we'll come back. Close out hour number one. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Just got a few minutes left in hour number one. 
I don't know where the time goes, but it flies by. Unnecessary Roughness, Rare Nation Radio 920, Demond Cotton, your boy Q. Threw out there a couple topics. One, the Raiders will win on Saturday because, and I want you to fill in the blank. It's real simple. And then sport myths that you actually believe are true. This is a fun conversation. We need to have our own hour, just one hour, based off this topic alone. I'm so glad that Mina Kimes threw it out there on Twitter because that's where I stole it from. Again, and uh, that's why I give her credit for it because I don't want anyone thinking that I just came off the top of my dome. I just happened to be scrolling through Twitter and was like, man, that's a fun one to talk about because I be- there's so many that I believe. I'm not, you know, the aluminum foil tin can conspiracy guy on everything, but there is a lot that I do believe. Deontay brings up a great point on Twitter. Deontay Rose, that's a cool name. That's like like you should be a producer or something. You you know, you're producing like hit hit albums. That was another thing I seen on Twitter a few days ago where it was just like they don't make cool names anymore. Right. And it's just like yeah. Deontay Rose is a cool name. Yeah, that's a cool name. That's a dope name. I like that. Shout out. So Deontay said, I always believed the NBA lottery is rigged. Ha ha. Zion going to New Orleans to make up for them losing Anthony Davis and the examples you use with Cleveland. Another one is Jordan stepping away from the NBA because of the gambling. Imagine having social media back then. And that's why I read that because that's one I do believe too. That's one of those that it's one of those sports questions that I wish I could ask somebody and really get the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I know that we had the last dance and it was addressed a little bit in that, but that was also that was scripted Jordan by propaganda. Michael. Exactly. That was, that was scripted by MJ. I do believe when he retired the first time that that was not him retiring. I believe he was suspended. And they weren't going to suspend him. I'll go to my grave and believe that, or someone's going to have to prove me wrong. So he just got to decide when the suspension was up? No, they came up with it. But it just so happens to be the, the amount of time he was retired. He went to play baseball. And come, come on, man. I just don't, I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. I think he was suspended. That's one of those I would love to know the truth with. So why was he suspended on, on your... Because of the gambling because allegations that he had, all the gambling issues that he had going on, going out gambling when uh, they were about to play the Knicks the night, the next night and all that. There was a, there's a lot that, that I believe that had to do with Jordan and his gambling and other parts of it that's not so fun to talk about, including the death of his father. I think that that has something to do with it as well. I'm just going to throw it out there. But that's just me. But Deontay brought it up, so that's why I brought it up. Yeah, okay, Deontay. So I, we got, yeah, you're right. We got to talk about this for an hour. That's what I'm saying. So we you want have... me to believe that David Stern was like the biggest yes. star in our league? That's why you bringing in that's all why these cash. He didn't suspend him. That's we why he didn't to, say he was suspended. We that's need why you to go he, away for a year and a half. That's why he retired. I do believe that. Yes, because he had to get some kind of punishment. Don't make me look like the bad guy here. Every, Mike. Well, he he wasn't. We're gonna come to an agreement and say exactly that you're retiring, right? right because that would have put a black eye on the league. Uh, on the biggest name in the league. Yes. So David You're making my argument. Yes. You're giving David Stern too much credit. No, did I'm he not. screw the Lakers out of he Chris did. Paul? Yes, he did. He did, but that was later. But I'm saying so he did the envelope for Patrick Hewitt. Yeah. He he suspended Jordan for a year. Yes. Put the dress code in cuz he hated Iverson. Yes. I mean, now, yeah. all the things that he did do is painting him out to be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah. everything you're saying yeah, is yes. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, everything you just told me. Yes, he's one of the. He's done so much bad stuff that if you throw a lie in there, eh, maybe he did do it. <laughs> I don't know. Talking myself into it. Exactly. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Let's quickly go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Demond and Q. Thank you for taking my call. I think you guys and Raider Reggie sound like the preacher for "Don't be a menace, man." About, <laughs> don't ask why the Raiders gotta have a nice house. Right. Don't, don't ask why MD gotta drive a small car. Don't ask. No questions. <laughs> and I'm just going to say. <laughs> and my myths are going to be great teams like the Pats always draft great players. I don't think that's true. But one I do believe 
is that defense wins championships, man. You can't defend. You can't stop the other team from scoring. You're going to lose. And then as far as that Twitch you was watching, we're Raider fans. We know plenty about football, especially from seeing decades of bad football, you know? And on Good Morning, this they were talking about the low-hanging fruit. That's what they always do on the national media. Oh, it's going to be a cold-weather game without realizing that the Raiders have played a couple cold-weather games and not been entirely affected. And then secondly, trying to say, oh, Mixon's a good running back. He's going to run all over the Raiders. Well, we, was, we weren't playing good run, D. We are now, you know? And Mixon ain't done nothing in the last five games of that caliber. The most yardage he's got was 65 yards a couple weeks back. So I don't want to hear that. And I think the Raiders are going to win because, like I just said, now we're stopping the run and we're running the ball. Thank you guys for taking my car and you have a good one. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Good stuff. I like that. And I like how we got the preacher theme going today, man. We are really, when I sit back, when I get home tonight and I look back at this show, I'm going to say, where, how did we get where we went and how did we got there so quickly? That's just how it happens sometimes. Let's see. Oh, here's a good one on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Talking about a sport myth I don't believe is that Brady threw an incomplete pass in 2001, the snowball game. Uh, that was the tuck rule game. So, yeah, he's saying that that was not an incomplete pass. That was a fumble. Absolutely right. There was I, one of those in the national championship game. Yeah, there there was. What did you think that was? Because I, I thought it, it was thought a pass. It, I thought it was a pass as well. Okay. I, I thought it was a pass too, but they called it a fumble, and Alabama got some momentum at the time, and they scored a they scored a touchdown, but uh, Georgia took the momentum back. I'm going to keep using that momentum phrase now. Now that I know that that's one of your hot buttons, now I just learned something about DeMond today. He don't believe in Uncle Mo. Somebody put in there, Clay, Clay Thompson, when he scored 37 points in a quarter, that's the definition of momentum. No, it isn't. That's the definition of they were playing, what, the Sacramento Kings? And then he no, just, like, that's like the that, same way it was like Trayvon no, Diggs, where that's, he's fooled? No, that's, getting into, fooled, no, that's and, getting into a hot rhythm. He was in a hot rhythm. All right, Q, let's say if I'm guarding Shaq. And Shaq scored 50 on me in a quarter. I can was score Shaq, 50 on you in a quarter. Shaq, was the momentum going or is the matchup he looking at me like food? Well, yeah. I mean, you're a mouse in the house exactly. against Shaq. But Clay was shooting the ball. He was all over the place. I mean, 30. yeah, that was a big game. That was a big game. That was. I don't think that was more momentum. I think that was more of a hot rhythm. I hate to be one of those people because I cannot do what these elite athletes do. You give me KD and Steph, I'll be open too. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you would always be open until you prove that you can make a bucket because I don't think you can even make a bucket on the court, let alone make multiples. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I look over to the imaginary person. Can you believe? get a load of this guy? Can you believe him? <laughs> Let's go to break. Got a text that said it was a fumble. 2.56 is the time when we come back. We'll kick off hour number two of the show. Jay Morrison from The Athletic. He'll join us to talk all things Bengals. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.